And I want you to go down to verse 13. Are you ready? I'm going to read from the New International Version today. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we may receive the promise of the Spirit. Let's pray. Father, thank You so very much for what You're going to do this morning. If you have the freedom to pray in the Spirit, go ahead and pray right now. Lord, we're asking, move in power. Change us. Give us a download of truth today. We don't need another lecture or just a teaching. We need, oh God, a touch deep in our hearts and transform us. And we thank and praise you for it in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Now to review what's been taking place in our series. We started this series out of Luke 24 and how when Jesus ascended into the heavens, He stretched forth His hands and He blessed His disciples, which at that time was 500 people there saw Him ascended in the clouds. He reached out His hands and He spoke a blessing. We talked about the power of Your words. We talked about blessing. Now, how many of you believe in blessings? Come on, you believe in blessings. Wave your hand at me. You believe in blessings. Well, if you believe in blessings, then you must understand also that there are curses. And so we have been preaching along those lines about living in the blessing. You don't want to live in a curse. You want to live in the blessing. We talked about how we need God to open our eyes. I used an Old Testament passage about that. And how God opened the eyes of His servant. And He saw the horses and the chariots of God all around. And the word from that text was there's more that are with us and more than, than are against us. And, but you'll never know that unless your eyes are open. If you don't understand that there's blessing out there, there's power for you. There's hope for you. There's strength for you. You can make it. You can make it. Somebody say, I can make it. You can make it. We talked about in the last message that I preached on living in the blessing, we talked about Phineas and how the children of Israel were coming through and how that prophet came. You know, the one who the donkey spoke to. Balaam. Balaam and Balak. The king hired him to speak a curse over the children of Israel. He gets out there three times, tries to do it, and every time he opens his mouth to curse God's people, God turns the curse into a blessing. And I love, I think it's the second time, he says, there is no curse that come upon them, they are blessed. And they'll rise like a lioness and drink the blood of its victims. Ah, I love that. But if you study about Balaam and why he was so hated by Israel, you'll find that what he did was he couldn't bring a curse, but he could teach the king, Balak, how to curse them. And how that was is to get them over into sin. So they sent prostitutes. They sent hussies down there. Prostitutes. And the people went into sin. And a curse broke out in the camp of God. And there was this one guy, Phineas, who saw these two go into a tent 
and he took a javelin and he runs into the tent and he spears them through both of them at the same time so you can tell they're in close proximity to each other and the curse is broken we talked about a Phineas anointing about having the zeal of the house of the Lord today I want to talk and preach to you a message entitled the blessing of Abraham are yours come on say it with me the blessings of Abraham are make it personal mine say it one more time the blessings of Abraham are mine Jesus, through his death, breaks all curses like a, like a supernatural sponge that would suck up curses. He sucked up curses. All of us can have eternal life because of what he did on the cross, his death, his resurrection. Forgiveness of sin, we can be free. But not only that, because of what Christ has done, we the Gentiles, but also if you're a Jew, a Jewish believer, a Messianic believer, all of us, can receive the covenant blessing of Abraham. Notice what it says in the text. He redeemed us in order that the blessings of Abraham... What, what are the blessings of Abraham? Come on, how many of you want to... You want all the blessings God has for you. Come on, wave your hand at me. You want everything that God has. What are the blessings of Abraham? I'm, I'm glad you asked. If you look at Genesis chapter 24, and we're going to look at a, quite a... Quite a few passages, and I will read them to you, but if you're, if you're able to turn there and underline them, you certainly can do that. Genesis 24 and verse 1 says, Abraham was now old and well advanced in years, and the Lord blessed him in every way. What is the blessing of Abraham? God blessed Abraham in all things, is the blank. In how many things? All things. Now, I've studied a little Hebrew. I've studied a little Greek. I've learned that all in both Hebrew and Greek means... Oh, everything. That means your dog is blessed. Hello. Come on. Every blade of grass in your front lawn is blessed because you own it and God blesses you. God blesses your children. He blesses your home. He blesses your marriage. God blessed Abraham. If you look in Genesis 25, just one chapter ahead, verse 7 and 8, New International Version Altogether, Abraham lived 175 years. Don't tell me you're old. 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age, an old man full of years, and he was gathered to his people. The Amplified Version says of Genesis 25 and verse 7, The days of Abraham's life were 175 years. Verse 8. Then Abraham's spirit was released and he died at a good, ample, full, old age. An old man, satisfied and satiated, he was gathered to his people. The essence of the Hebrew word satiated. How many of you just ate at Thanksgiving until you just, you could, you had to lie down and go to sleep? Does anybody? <laughs> like, oh, it was great. <laughs> That's satiated. What, what God is saying about Abraham here in Genesis 25 is that he had his, the blessing of God in a full life, fully blessed, long life and health. Fill in the notes. Long life and health. That is what part of the blessing of Abraham is. Now, if you look at the New Living 
Bible, it says Abraham lived 175 years. He died a ripe old age. <laughs> ripe. Ripe old age. Having lived a long and satisfying life, he breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. And we looked at different times and different messages in this house of the curses of Deuteronomy 28. I want to now look, and you can turn there to Deuteronomy 28. And we, we've looked at the curses, we've read the curses, it's an encouraging thing, I think, if you read the curses and read the blessings. I had a, a homosexual couple call me and asked me, you know, they said, Pastor, we're, we're homosexuals. I said, okay. They said, we want you to come and bless our house. We have called uh, other churches in the, in the area and they won't come. Would you come and pray over our house was the next thing he said. I said, I will come and pray over your house. Absolutely. I look forward to it. We made an appointment. I showed up at the house, greeted them, said hi to them. And I said, do you have a Bible? And, and they did. I said, wonderful. Let's all turn to Deuteronomy 28. So we turned to Deuteronomy 28, and I read it from the beginning. All the way through the end. And they're looking at me. I mean, if you read Deuteronomy, we don't have time to do it this morning, but if you read Deuteronomy 28, I'm going to tell you, after a few verses, I wasn't so welcome in the house. But I just kept reading. And I said, God, as they obey, if they obey you, you'll bless them. If, if, if. Blessings are conditional. You're not just blessed because you come to church. You're not just blessed because you hold a big, fat Bible and walk around. You're not blessed because you watch TBN, although God can use all of those things to be a blessing. Yes, you should come to church. Somebody say yes. Yeah, it, it's, some Christian TV is good. Some is not good. The Word of God is good. But just because you got baptized doesn't mean you're going to heaven. I've said it before. You can have baptismal waters dripping off your face. You'll spl you can split hell wide open. If you haven't repented of your sin and believed on the Lord Jesus, then, you, then your sins remain. Repentance. The blessing of Abraham. Now God gave Abraham the covenant blessings He promised to Israel through Moses in Deuteronomy 28. Now Mo Abraham was before Moses, but what you see in the life of Abraham, as you study his life, you see all of the blessings that God promised his covenant people. Everybody say covenant people. His covenant people. All of those blessings were upon Abraham. The first one that I took note of is in verse 1. The Lord, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. Verse 13 says, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be on top and never on the bottom. It's the blessing of elevation. He'll elevate you. Instead of your circumstances controlling you. Instead of your circumstances controlling your life. Instead of being a victim, you become a victor. You don't have to be pushed around. 
You don't have to be tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine. You can study to show yourself approved and you can have the blessing of God on your life. I will tell you that really, I've, I, I've had both. I've done the curse thing. I really don't like it. I don't know about, I don't know if you do. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like it. Blessings? I'm in. Sign me up. I want that. I like peace. I like being elevated for the, for the glory of the Lord. Over and over, Abraham was elevated. Look at two. Blessed wherever you are and whatever you do. Verse 3 of Deuteronomy 28 says, You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Or blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Verse 6 says, You'll be blessed when you come in and you'll be blessed when you go out. Wherever you are, You'll be blessed. Come on, somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come and when I go. Come on, somebody say, I'm blessed. Yeah, that is God's will for you. Christ died on a cross so that you could be. Let's try that again. Christ died on a cross so that you could be. Yeah, not so that you could walk around. Messed up and broken hearted, although we've all been through those seasons and that comes, but He can heal you. He can free you. You don't have to be addicted and afflicted. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be in bondage. You can live a blessed life. Come on, somebody say, I can live a blessed life. Wherever you are and whatever you do, you'll be blessed. You know, goodness and mercy follow you wherever you go, if you understand that. When I first got saved, I would read that, surely goodness and mercy follow you wherever you go. I'm thinking, who is this Shirley person? I want to meet her, man. She's got the favor. Sure, you get it, Shirley? All right. The third thing you'll see in the life of Abraham, and you'll also see in Deuteronomy 28, is prosperity. Everybody say prosperity. Verse 4, the fruit of your womb will be blessed, and the crops of your land, and the young... Of your livestock, your calves and your herds, and the lambs of your flock. Your basket, your kneading trough, it says in verse 5, will be blessed. Verse 8 said, the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. Everybody say everything. Everything I put my hand to. And the Lord will bless you in the land He's giving you. You know, I was reading through the promises of Isaiah. And there's a a section of Isaiah that talks about he'll send you rain in season. Now, we're not an agrarian culture, but isn't it mostly? I mean, some of you have gardens. I think I've pretty much killed ours at this point. It is uh, is the first garden. We uh, just said the last rites over it and blessed it. Amen. Whatever comes up now is just hallelujah, you know. Because it takes some wisdom how 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 to plant a garden, how to cause it to grow. I know that God wanted to bless my garden. I was just missing some wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge applied. Knowledge applied. Now, if you have too much rain early on, it's not good for a crop. If the rain is late, that's not good either. The rain would have to come perfectly on time. Now, for me, all right, my marigolds didn't grow too good, and I and I'm, I'm you know my 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 bush beans aren't doing too well, and the rabbits came and ate the ate all the broccoli, and so. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm really not that worried about it. You know why? 
I don't really have to eat out of that garden. I can go down to cars. I can go to, hey, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you when this is written to God's people, they didn't have cars. They didn't have Fred Meyer. They certainly didn't have Walmart. They counted on the rain being exactly when it needed to be. Now, if I had to eat out of my garden, believe me, you, I'd been out there learning everything I could. I'd have been sleeping there all night with my gun and shooting the rabbit that ate, which I plan to shoot later when I can and put it in a stew. But, I, but he wouldn't have got it to begin with because I'd have been sitting there guarding it. I'd have had my fence up. I wouldn't have hoped that the rabbit wouldn't have come. I would have had a fence. If I really had to fully eat out of my garden, I wouldn't have been so slack about it. And the only reason it's not working is... I was slack. You know, all the weeds in there. It's starting to look like the grass that's next to it in my lawn. Got to do weeding. If you had to eat out of your garden, you would be absolutely dependent on God to bring the rain, to bring the sun in a combination so that you could eat. Because if He didn't, then you wouldn't eat. Now that applies to today. You need God's favor in the marketplace. You need God's favor on the job. Some of you are contractors. You're dependent on God to give you contracts. No contracts, no work, no work, no eat. The blessing of prosperity was upon Abraham. God blessed him. You can read over and over how his flocks multiplied and, and how God gave him such blessings and prosperity in his family. and his, It's more than money, people. Money's just a test. If you think the money's the answer to your problems, you are sadly mistaken. It's just a test. It's a tool. Learn to be a base. Learn to prosper. Learn to prosper in all of those things. Give thanks unto God. That is the, your, the will for, for you in Christ Jesus. Now, not only prosperity, but victory. Everybody say victory. Verse 7. We're talking about what is the blessing of Abraham. If in, in Galatians 3, Christ died on a cross for us so that the blessing of Abraham would come upon us, what is it? Well, we're talking about it. The next point is victory. He, he gives victory. Verse 7, the Lord will grant that your enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction and flee from you in seven. So what is the blessing of Abraham? God bless Abraham in all things. But you see these covenant blessings, and really the covenant blessings were declared in Deuteronomy 28 through Moses, God's servant, Abraham being prior to that. But you see the overlap. This is what God does to His people who walk in covenant with Him. Elevation. Prosperity. Victory. Everybody say victory. The enemy comes in one way, he leaves seven. Anybody, any of you like math? I, I don't. Anybody like math? Alright. I like God, Godomatics. I like that though. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put... That, that's God's kind of math. Hey... If one comes in, then say, if they come in one way, they leave seven. If they come in two ways, two ways they leave fourteen. They come in three ways. Hey, we won't do the next one because we're probably messed that up. But when, when, when the enemy comes in, God will help you. He'll give you victory. Everybody say, you give me victory. It's just part of the blessing. It's part of the blessing. Verse 10 says, and all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will fear you. 
You know, the blessing is not just so you can lie in your pockets and walk around, you know, fat and sassy. The blessing is so that when people see you, they go, man, what is it about you? What do you have? I want what you have. What is it? Why are you always smiling in the middle of your difficulty? My brother, and I've said many times before, uh, but Pastor Howard, he, he got saved and he just... He's just walking around. Hey, praise God. I was like, shut up. And what's with the grin? You know what I mean? Like, you're brainwashed. He's like, yeah, it needed a good washing, too. I'm like, what? What? You need Jesus. You need Jesus. I was like, ugh. What are you so happy about? Slap that grin off already. Then I got saved. It's good. You ought to try it. It's joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. He takes out the heart of stone. He puts in the heart of flesh. Listen, if you've crashed your bus and you're just tired of feeling, you know, for me, I just wasted my life. I said, man, somebody teach me how to live. Somebody, somebody help me. Teach me how to live. Look, the blessing's not just going to come upon you, like I said, because you got baptized, because you went to church, because your mama praises the Lord or your daddy praises the Lord. The blessing of God's not just going to come on you just because you're breathing. You've got you've to get it. You've got to know what it is. We're, we're teaching you what the blessing of Abraham is. Elevation, prosperity. God blessed Abraham in all things. Victory is number four. Now, the fourth thing I is that God blessed Abraham with a relationship with him. Oh, God blessed Abraham with a relationship with him. Genesis 15, 1. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. as before he became Abraham. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your very great reward. Everything you ever wanted in life, listen to me. Everything you have ever wanted in life is found in God. Is found in Christ. Everything. Peace, joy, strength, hope. Everything you've ever wanted is found in God. Everything? Everything. So that's just too simple. That's the amazing thing about that. I know. But that's God. Takes the foolish things to confound the wise. You think it'd be this complex system of how to... It's simple. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Love Him. Obey Him. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do that full blessing of God comes. My, my, my. God blessed Abraham with a relationship with him. If you do not have a relationship with God, everyone has a relationship with God. Whether I mean, God, you know, God has a relationship with you. you. might be afar off and you might not have your sins forgiven. You still have some sort of relationship with Him. But if, you don't, if you've not been forgiven your sin, you're walking with God. Well, you are missing out on the big bonus of why you're even breathing. You have a pulse today because God has allowed you to have one. And He wants you to come to Him. He bids you to come. He died to get to know you. Heard somebody, He's dying. I'm dying to get to know you. You ever heard that? No, He died so that your sins could be forgiven. So the blessing of Abraham is also a relationship with God. God blessed Abraham by making him a source of blessing. Genesis 12, I'll make you into a great nation, verse 2, and I will bless you and I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. 
Verse 3, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. Everybody say, through me. Through me. Everybody say it, through me. God's plan is to make you such a blessing that you then are released as a, as a conduit, as a pipeline, if you will, of blessing to all those that are around you. All right. All right, Pastor. How do I make it mine? I'm glad you asked. Look at the next point. How do you make the blessings of Abraham yours? How do I make them mine? How did these blessings actually become ours? Let's look at now Galatians with me. Go back to Galatians, our main text. Galatians 13. Pardon me, Galatians 3, verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curses everyone who hung on the tree. The first thing is, make Jesus your Lord. Make Him your Lord. Receive Jesus Christ. His death on a cross, His resurrection was for you. You have the first step. You want blessed. You want the blessing. You want the peace. Receive Christ. Repent of your sin. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to come into your heart to be your Lord. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart, and you'll be saved. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's the first thing. The very the very essence of blessing. <laughs> The epicenter of joy and blessing is at the throne of God. He invented it. He is blessing. That is just part of His character. That's who He is. It's not just something. When you receive Jesus, you receive the definition of blessing. So you've got to receive Him. You've got to ask Him into your heart. That could just be some mental ascent. It has to be a yielding of your heart to Him. So that's the first thing. How do you make the blessing of Abraham yours? Well, <laughs> got to receive Jesus. The second thing we see, look at Galatians 4, verse 14 of chapter 3. He redeemed us in order the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. We just expressed that point. So that by faith, everybody say walk in faith. Everything that you see here, the chairs that you're sitting on, the building that we're meeting in, all of it came by faith. There wasn't just somebody that just came, even though it takes faith to just write a big check and then buy the building. That's not how we got this place. Years ago, 11 years ago, we came and walked that property that's near Sears. Asked God to give us that, that property. Ken Gable was here as a pastor at that time. He would go in morning prayer and he would walk in. And he would believe God. And he would walk and pray, I believe, with the owner, if I remember correctly. And, and God gave faith. The owner didn't want to sell it. God touched his heart. He said, man, you're out here praying. I guess, I guess I'll sell it to you. You're just really going after God. All right, I'll sell it to you. And he sold it to us for, I think, uh, roughly $675,000, something like that, nearly $700,000. What God did over the next few years is there was a boom in Wasilla. How many of you knew about the boom? All right, hopefully you didn't get caught on the tail end. Hopefully you were wise and didn't get stretched out. A lot of people prospered during that time. There was a boom and we ended up, just because of the dynamics of the way the church was growing and different things, we felt led of the Lord. It was disappointing in one way, but we were going to build a building there and it just didn't seem to... Work out that way. How many of you know you got plans, but God, you gotta you gotta follow the 
the wind of God. You've got to move with the cloud. I mean, you've got to move the fire. You've you got to obey God. And sometimes their plans change. And you can have this big hope that you're going to do this thing. And he says, well, I'm glad you started, but we're actually going to do this. So that's what happened. And this building came open. We sold that property for $3.5 million. Good investment. Any, look, little, little investing trick. Buy low, sell. Come on. Buy low. Pretty good investment for the kingdom of God. Amen? We turned around and bought this cash, $1.5 million. We own this building. That's how God gave us this place. Now, it's too small. I understand that. But I'm thankful for it. Anybody thankful? That all started. We didn't have one nickel to buy the $675,000 piece of property to begin with. It was a step of faith. If you're going to do something for God, if you're going to live in the blessing of God, you must learn to walk by faith. You've got to walk in faith. You've got to walk in faith. Now, there's, let's get to this blessing thing. I, I felt like I really needed to express this. The difference, there's a difference between positional blessing and appropriated blessing. Fill in the notes. There's a difference between positional blessing and appropriated blessing. Positional blessings are because you're a child in this family, you're blessed. Because you're a child of God, you're blessed because of that. Now, my kids are upstairs. My, they're all doing children's ministry, so I'll just brag on my family just a minute. My kids are blessed because they're my kids. However... If they learn the principles that we're teaching them and do them, then they end up appropriating the blessing. I have been a pastor for approximately 15 years. I have seen people come and people go. But I will tell you, and I think Pastor Howard and his wife would say the same thing. Never in all of my, and it's not 50 years of ministry, okay? It's 15 but in all the years, the 20 years that I've been saved, thereabouts, I have never, ever seen somebody come into the house of the Lord, give their heart to Jesus, and stay. They stayed. They got discipled. They bowed the knee. They humbled themselves. They were taught. They learned. They took rebukes. They took correction. They prayed. I, all of those people, all of those people end up the very top of wherever they are. They walk in peace. Not to say that they all become wealthy. I'm saying what they become is blessed. Their homes are blessed. Their marriages are blessed. Their kids are blessed. And then, and then honestly, it's more than that. What then ends up happening is their whole families get saved. I've never seen somebody who's fully come in that the whole family has. Has that happened for you, Pastor? Just about. It ain't over yet. Come on, it's more than just about you walking in blessing. It's about all the people that know you. It's about your bloodline on your father's side, your bloodline on your mother's side. It's about living in the blessing of God, but it does not happen because you just say that you're a Christian and you go to church. There's a positional blessing. My kids are blessed because they're my kids. But if they learn to work hard, as I'm teaching them, they learn. Look, if they, if they lie to me, consequences. Come on. Those whom the Lord loves, He disciplines. Some people I've seen go through discipline, but they can't stomach it. They can't handle it. They take it as rejection, they turn heel and they run. I've seen people go church to church to church to church. Now, I've learned this about gardening. You could take one plant, 
plant it, pull it up next week, put it in another field. You're going to stunt the roots. You're going to mess that thing up and never develop accountability. Never, they never appropriate the blessing that God has for them. You can learn to live a life that's blessed. You can break the curse. But you've got to break it. Come on. God said, are you getting something this morning? God said to the children of Israel, the promised land is yours. Woo! I'm going in. I'm going to get everything that God has for me. The promised land is there. They run in and see these gigantic, uncircumcised Philistines and giants and, and Jericho. Yeah, the promises of God are yes and amen, but you have to go take them. You have to appropriate them. Don't receive the grace of God in vain, the Bible says. They had the promise on Canaan's land was theirs. They had to go and dispossess those who were inhabiting. They were squatting. They had to kick the squatters out. Some of you have squatters. You haven't evicted them yet. Mm, I'm going to go encourage myself right now. Hallelujah. That's a good word, Pastor. I'm going to evict the squatter in my life. Woo! There's a difference between positional blessing and appropriated blessing. For, for instance, another example. It is God's will that none would perish, but all would come to repentance. True? Do all come to repentance? It's God's will, though. Is it God's will? Oh, we know it clearly. It's for this reason that Jesus was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. True? Are the works of the devil destroyed in your life? Well, they are if you take a stand. Now, let me just say as far as healing, pray, you're going to be healed. You will be healed. Now, whether that happens here or in heaven, I don't know. We, we, we agree that, it, that, that it's God's will to heal you absolutely. And if you didn't agree with that, then you shouldn't go to a doctor. But it is God's will to heal you on earth as it is in heaven, right? So we contend for healing. We believe, we pray, by your stripes we are healed. So we pray the big Mac Daddy in faith, be healed in Jesus' name. We speak, Jesus, see him speaking commands. Yes, we do that. We don't always see people healed. But I will tell you, if you've received Jesus into your heart, and you've repented of your sin, and you have some sickness that maybe ends in death, you will be healed when you get to heaven. So you're going to be, it's, it's a win-win. Everybody say it's win-win. You've got to appropriate the blessings of Abraham in your life. It's up to you, baby. Brother, Jethro, Bubba, sister, brethren. It's up to you to appropriate the blessing. Nobody can do it for you. All right. Look at two. Fight the good fight of faith. There's a war. Ephesians 6 talks about that. We war not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers in dark places. Right? There's a war. The enemy doesn't want you blessed. You've got to stand. You've got to fight for it. Revelation 21, 7. He who overcomes will inherit all things. You've got to pray. You've got to believe in God's promises and declare them. Believe in God's promises and declare them. Speak them over your life. We have a, uh, we're, we're learning to hear God's voice, teaching a class on that. We're calling it the School of the Prophets, teaching people to hear the voice of the Lord in a, in a more accurate way. Well, part of the hindrance to people hearing the voice of the Lord is they don't think they're worthy. They have a real problem with their worth. 
And so they say, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not worthy. And so they have this false humility. You see, this was, uh, this was made by you and your mother, our, our beautiful cross, the Dean family, made this piece of artwork here that's at the front of our church. It's beautiful and it represents what God's called us to do. Now, you might not like it. Okay? I personally like it. But let's say, let's say I say to that, you know something? The colors are all wrong. The sword is out of proportion. And, uh, well, it's generally ugly. Now, Wendy, does that honor you? No. Does that, does that give glory to Wendy? Okay, let's try it this way. That is off the chain. Awesome. I mean, the creativity that... My God, that's great. The colors, the way it was painted. Does that give glory to Wendy? Does that honor her? Okay, then you tell me who made you. Who made you? God. So when you talk about what a dirt bag you are, do you think that honors God? You're made in God's image. You're made in God's likeness. He loves you. He made you. He doesn't make any junk. Now, you might have some junk on the inside of you, but you need to get it out. Come on, the greater one lives on the inside of you. You humbly rock. You're humbly great. Did you get that? And if you, if you can't receive what he's done, listen, all that is, that, that, it's called false humility. See, what you're really saying, this is going to hurt, brace yourself, fasten your seatbelts and high and tight, put your trays up, upright, locked position, brace yourself. Are you braced? For you to say that you're not worthy of all of these things, these blessings, you're not worthy to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, you're not worthy, 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 you're not worthy. Really what you're saying is the finished work of Calvary, the finished work of the cross, what Jesus did on the cross that day, that Friday, when His flesh was torn and the 39 lashes upon His back, when He died, the Son of God, born of a virgin, died on a cross... You're saying that that death is not enough for you. That death, is, that death is not enough for you to be forgiven, for you to feel worthy. That's not enough. You want God to come and do something extra. That is maximum pride is what that is. In the, in the, in the, in, with a wrapper of false humility. But you're saying, you're spitting at the cross and saying, I'm not worthy. Do something more for me. He's not going to come and die on a cross again. You have to appropriate it. You have to receive Him. And you have to declare and believe. Oh, your mind might play all kinds of tricks. You need to renew your mind. You need to not, no, longer, no longer be conformed to the pattern of this world. But be transformed. Metamorpho is the word. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to renew this thing. Come on, that's the brainwashing. Remember I told my brother, well, you've been brainwashed. My brother said, yeah, I needed a good washing. Then I realized I got saved. Then I realized, oh man, I need a brainwashing too. Some of you need a good brainwashing. Believe these false things. Believe lies. Believe systems that are totally out of accord with the Word of God. They're called strongholds. Mindsets that are impregnated with hopelessness. You are worthy because of the blood. Everybody say it. I am worthy because of the blood. Say it again. I am worthy because of the blood. Come on, say I'm a child of God. 
I've been redeemed. Say it. I've been washed. I've been cleansed. I'm a new creation. Old is gone. The new has come. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. You've got to pound that into your heart. You've got, to, you've got to change the lies and push that out. Because if you don't, you will never appropriate the fullness of God's blessing in your life. You won't. It's hard to hear God's voice. It's hard to pray. If you come, you think He's going to hit you. He hit Jesus. That's what a pro- propitiation means. He was a propitiation for our sins. What does that mean? That means we deserve death. And as death was coming your way, Jesus hung on a cross and took death for you so that you could have life. That's what appropriation means. Oh, my. I've just preached myself happy right there. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody say amen. Oh. Take steps of faith. Listen, now the third way we receive the blessings, and I I need to begin to bring this message to a close. The third way that we receive blessings is by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at Galatians again. We'll start in verse 13. Galatians 3. Verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. It is written, Curses everyone who hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing of Abraham, this is why he redeemed you, in order that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles and the Jews, we can add, through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. The third way that you receive the blessings of Abraham is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The being filled with the Holy Spirit is not a theology. And to reduce it to a doctrine. Well, I don't think we filled or, you know, the tongues. And we've preached on all of that before. And I don't want to get into it so much now. I just want to tell you that the purpose, it, it, one, one, of the, one of the ways that you're going to walk in the blessing of Abraham is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you greater sensitivity to His voice. I remember learning to hear his voice. I was packing a container. You know what a container is? A, a, uh, you know, one of these storage units. They ride on railroad cars. They ship on barges. One of these 40-foot con- uh, connects, they call them here. I was packing one of these in Hawaii with grass. Not, not, not dope. with <laughs> sod, okay? And we front load... I was doing it by myself. I was riding a forklift. I put all these... It was one of those shorter containers, 20-footer, I think, loaded all the, the sod to the front. I was loading it. loaded from the front all the way to the back. Was that a loading dock? I put the sod all the way up front, started double stacking, getting it in there nice and tight. And I backed the the forklift out and as I'm looking at the sod one of the rolls of sod falls down on the ground so I get off you know you got to get off the forklift at that point I get off I walk it in the container I roll the sod up and I throw it back up and it comes down and I throw it up and it comes down and I, I mean like I'm not kidding five times really irritating I don't have a step ladder I can't quite fix this too high you know 
I throw it up one more time and it falls down and all of a sudden all pe- I lose all peace. I'm talking like terrified and I feel like I got pushed. That was my experience. I felt like I got pushed. I thought, that was weird. That's weird. What's going on? Oh, God. Oh, God. I began to pray in my prayer language. Oh, God. Oh, God. What? 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 You got my attention. I'm just being like, get out. Get out of the container now. And so I'm just backing out. Backing out. Okay. And so I just hustled to get out. The second I stepped off of the container, I'm running out of the container. The second I lift my foot off like this, the whole container flips. Just wrecked the sod. But I fell on my knees. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God. You know why? Because I'd have cracked my melon right off the top of that container. I was just, I mean, if my shoes, if my loafers were a little bit light that day, I'd have ricocheted right off the top. The Holy Spirit will lead you. How many of you know that wouldn't have been a blessing? The Holy Spirit will lead you. You've got to know His voice. The Holy Spirit helps you to have a sensitivity to the voice of God. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh. The Holy Spirit... Bears His fruit in us. Come on, say that. The Holy Spirit does what? Bears His fruit. Now, Galatians 5.22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Ooh, we have to read verse 24 because I can't help myself. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. It's worth reading again. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. What does that have to do with anything? One of the reasons curses come upon people is that they, they, they don't let the fruit of the Spirit come forth in their life. Look at Deuteronomy 20. I'm going to bring you back there. Let me just read it to you. Verse 47. Because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly. And he goes on to talk about how the curse will come. There is joy in serving God. I do want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 10. I'm almost done. 1 Corinthians 10. Go there. Quickly. Hurry up. Take your time. 1 Corinthians 10. Go down to verse 10. There are some people that are just, man, they're just murmurers. They're complainers. Everything's not right. Micah, would you come, please? Constantly murmuring and complaining. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 10. I've read it before. It's a great scripture. This is for all of you whiners and complainers. Here you go. And do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. Really, if you study that out, and the passage is talking about the Old Testament, that literally their murmuring and their complaining released death. Come on, you, he will create the fruit of your lips. What's coming out of your mouth? Come on, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. As a man thinks, so he, so he is. But I've found many times that if I'll just begin to speak, then my heart begins to listen. Renewing your mind, constantly speaking forth truth, even though you don't feel like it's true. Declare the Word of God over your life. Don't murmur. Some of you need to get happy. You look like you're baptized in lemon juice, man, not baptized in the Spirit. What's the matter? You've got to get some joy. And if you constantly are murmuring, complaining... Joy will run from you like forest. Run, forest. Joy will be far from you. 
The Holy Spirit releases His gifts and His power through us. Part of the blessing of Abraham is that we have gifts by the Spirit to release His love and His power towards His people and towards our own selves. The Holy Spirit causes us to live, helps us, I should say, helps us to live a holy... You know what? I, I made a typo. need to cross it out. Causes, right there. Cross it out. Put helps. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't cause us. He helps us. You have to choose. Choice. The glory of man. Adam had to choose. You choose. You choose. Do you want the blessing of God? Or not? It's not just going to happen just because you came to church. And I'm glad you came. But don't get me wrong. I'm glad. You hear a message like this. It changes. But you have to leave this place and begin to cut off some things that are bringing perhaps some cursing in your life. Some of you have relationships that you need to cut off. Hello? Hello? Yeah? Oh, you're making me uncomfortable. Good. I'm not here to make you comfortable. If comfort is a criteria, we'd have quit a long time ago. He wants to bless you. Yes, he does. He wants to bless you. He wants to fill you. He wants to help you. He died so it would be so. The Holy Spirit helps us to live holy and give honor to God through our lives. How can I get the blessings of Abraham? Receive Jesus, walk by faith, be filled, stay filled. let the Holy Spirit examine your heart. You're not right with God, then get right with Him right now. If you've got things in your life that are causing you to walk in, in anxiety, then deal with it now. Come before Him now. You don't have to be tormented. Your marriage does not have to end. You don't have to go through the turmoil of, of divorce if, if, if you can get a couple to go after God and repent and die. That marriage can be healed. Maybe you've been through divorce. Maybe, maybe you've been through trauma. It's a horrible thing. But He can heal you. Heal your broken heart. Yes. He can heal you. He can give you a brand new start. He can heal you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. He became a curse so you could be free. Mm. He became a curse so you can be free. Hey, hey. He became-
came a curse so you could be free, be free, be free, be free in Jesus. Come on, stand up with us. He became a curse. Help me, Micah. He became a curse so you can be free. Indeed, he became a curse so you can be free. Indeed, he became a curse so you can be free. Indeed, you got it? Put your hands together like this. Come on. He became a curse so you can be free. Yes, come on. He became a curse so you can be free. Indeed, he became a curse so you can be free. Indeed, indeed. All right, make it personal so I can be free. Come on, put your hands together, sing. He became a curse, I can be free. Indeed, he became a curse so I can be free. Indeed, he became a curse so I can be free. Indeed, indeed. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Come on. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Declare it. Proclaim it. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field. Indeed. Come on, now that you know it, sing it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field. Ah, 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 ah. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field. Anybody blessed? Come on. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field. Indeed. Come on, one more time. Everything you got, all your heart, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field. Indeed. Put your hands together for God. Every head bowed, every eye closed, those online listening by podcast today. If you have not received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you need to do it today. You say, well, I'm not ready. Well, the enemy makes sure you're never ready. I don't know if I believe all that. Well, you believe a little bit. Just stand on that part. The book of Romans says, I give a measure of faith faith to every man. If you've never received Jesus, or maybe... Maybe you received Him in times gone by when you were a small boy at a camp, maybe. Or, or maybe even just a year ago or six months ago. But you know that you're not living right with God. You're not living for God. You've got things you've been holding back. Maybe you're in a, in a, in a relationship that's not of God. And you know that you're not living 100% for Him. And you want to give your heart to God today. Your whole heart. You want to recommit your life. Or perhaps thirdly... The devil comes and lies to you, and you're just not sure if you're saved. He comes and whispers to you. You're just not sure. Do you fit in any of those three categories? Number one, you want to receive Jesus for the first time. Or number two, you've received him, but you want to recommit your life to him. Or number three, you just want to be assured of your salvation. If you fit in any of those categories, first time, recommitment, or you just want to be sure, on the count of three, You want to be included in this prayer on the count of three. I want you to slip your hand up boldly. One. Two. Three. Do it right now. God bless you. 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 Praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Now here's what we're going to do. 
I'm not going to do a sissified altar call. You know what that is? We're just, I mean, sometimes it's appropriate to just let everybody go. But I, I feel strongly to invite you to come in a moment right here. And we're going to pray together. If you lifted your hand or if you didn't lift your hand. We never want to embarrass anybody. We don't want to offend anybody. But there is a principle that I've learned in ministry and as I've served the Lord. That if you can't acknowledge Jesus before a bunch of people that really love him. It's going to be nigh impossible for you to do it out in a world that doesn't care. And so we don't want to embarrass you. And we're not saying, oh, you're joining our church. We're not saying any of that. You're repenting of your sin. And you're asking Jesus into your heart for the first time. Or you're making a recommitment. Or, number three, you just want to be sure. No shame here. Just boldly. You meant business with God. You raised your hand or you didn't raise your hand. Quickly, come to the front right now. Leaders are coming also. Come on, come right now. Come right now. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together for these. Come on. It's a brand new day. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. It's a brand new day. A brand new day. A brand new day. Come on, somebody say it's a brand new day. It's a brand new day. If you're still in your seat, and you want to come. Come. Wendy, would you come and just help us up here? If I've got some leaders, I know we're different people traveling, different things, whatever. Leaders, come, please. Jim Keen, help me out. Jim and Melissa, just come and stand behind one of the... If you want to recommit your life or you're making a decision for the first time, come right now. Come to Jesus. You won't be sorry. Come to Jesus. Begin anew. Come to Jesus. Come on. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come. Are you covered in the blood? Are you washed by the Lamb? Are you covered in the blood? Are you washed by the Lamb? Come and get a new life today. Come and find peace today. All right. I want to activate the evangelist. On the inside of you. I want you to turn to the person to your right or your left and you ask him, Hey man, are you right with God? If not, then say, Hey, come on, we'll go down together. Go ahead, ask him. They don't mind. If, they, if they're right with God, then they'll be like, It's good. Praise the Lord. All right. All right, just ask him. Go ahead. Come on. Get out of the box. Are you washed in the blood? Are you cleansed by the Lamb? Are you been made new? Are you born again? <laughs> Are you? If you're not, come on. No shame. Just come right now. All right. Let's pray. Now, in this moment, when we pray this prayer, everything you've ever done wrong is going to be wiped out. It'll be thrown in what is called the sea of forgetfulness. So repeat with me right out loud to those of you under the sound of my voice and those over the world wide web, you here in the congregation, those up front with all your heart, just pray right out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave. Forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me and make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. 
lift your hands as a sign of surrender to God. Just surrender to Him. That's all in Hebrews. Yada. Come on, just lift your hands and surrender to Him. I declare every curse to be broken this day. Off of those here in the front. Off of your people. We bind and break off every assignment of the enemy. Because of the power of the blood of Jesus. And we declare freedom. Strength. And Father, I'm asking that you would fill these. Fill us with your Holy Spirit now. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us power, God, to resist the devil. Power to witness. Power to live a godly life. Without you, Holy Spirit, very difficult. Fill them now. Fill them, Lord. Fill them in the name of Jesus. Amen. We've got some folks that are just right behind you. If you'll allow them just to minister to you for a moment, they're going to take your name and give you a little, a little Bible study to take home with you. Come on, you know, if a, if a baby was born and you just left it in the incubator, you know, that would be bad, right? So we want to help you grow in the things of God. So they're just going to take a moment right here. Church, lift your voice and praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him. Come on. Come on, somebody ought to get excited. People getting saved today. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus one more time. Hallelujah. All right, hold on a second. See if you can catch this. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed when we come and when we go. Ah. I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed when we come and when we go. Well, I think I got the wrong key. You can help me, Micah? I'm sure I'm glad I'm not the worship leader. Hallelujah. Can you get it? not a performance. They just love Jesus, you know. Hallelujah. Lord, we just bless your holy name today. Hallelujah. Well, it's true. You are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the field. The blessing of Abraham is upon you. If you will take it, it's up to you. God already did his part. You have to do yours now. Amen. Take someone by the hand all across this place. Just reach across the aisle. Don't miss tonight. Do not miss tonight. Pastor Howard Davies, his wife, will be with us. He's going to preach. And you, you do not want to miss tonight. It's going to be a powerful message. Come on, let's pray one for another. Father, thank you so much for your grace and for all that you've done for people who recommitted their lives or even gave their hearts to you for the first time. I'm asking today that you would bless your people, cause your face to shine upon them, lift up your countenance towards them, be gracious to them, keep them, and give them peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you tonight.